I'm a huge, huge Motown girl. I grew up with my dad um, nice. playing all kinds of Motown, yes. and Motown's I still love it. Awesome. I remember mm-hmm. actually one day at work, I was playing like one of my Motown playlists, and there were people coming up to me being like, how old are you? It's nice. funny. We all knew how, how old you are, because I swear to God, every single lesbian is 45. All right. Um, <laughs> older or younger. <laughs> Facts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Clyde's Club Podcast. We'd like to thank you for joining us on our journey to share the love of music. This week, we're using our playlist to bring some joy, nerdiness, and a shocking amount of deep talks into your life. I'm the host, Lucas, guitar player and John Mayer enthusiast. Jill, take it away. Howdy. My name is Jillian, and I am the artist of our group. I like to view music through the lens of its cultural impact and sentimental value. Album covers are also an interest of mine, and movie soundtracks played a huge role in informing my relationship to music. All of the songs discussed and any references made during the pod can be found in the show notes of each episode, and you can follow us on all the socials at Clyde's Club Podcast. If you want to support our show, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Clyde's Club Podcast. Interested in t-shirts, have a theme suggestion, or songs you think we'd like, want to be a guest on the show, message us on Patreon or Instagram for more information. Now, a quick message from our sponsors. Before Okay, Bukas, why'd you do them? <laughs> Did you guys notice a secondary theme in my list? Nostalgia? Did we? Did you? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know from what the first movies? All from movies? No. Wait, did you say we did pick up on no, a second did theme? You? No. Did you? Oh, did oh, oh. So all of these songs have multiple people. It's not, there's none of these songs oh. are sung oh, by single see. vocalists. Very good. Very yeah. good. Uh huh. I was very intentional about that. Um, Who was the second vocalist on Jingle Bell Rock? All the background singers? There are no background singers. Who, it's who just Sam. The, who was the vocalist on it's, Potter's Walls? I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Everyone get instantly there. is like, no. All right. All right. All right. I want to there's, no, there's no singly led thing going on here. First song, White Christmas with Shania Twain. I love the the opening to this song with him, his like, oh, oh, oh. that yeah. like weird, like bouncy, like first off, doesn't sound like a Christmas song at all, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, this song is from the Santa Claus. That's why mm. I know it. And it's oh, very, right. it is. very distinct, brings just like clear, vivid memories of watching that movie as a child. Whenever mm-hmm. I hear that, that opening, they're in the uh, the diner because they burned the Christmas turkey. And so they're eating at like an IHOP or a Denny's or whatever. And it, it's just like a, a very, very vivid uh, memory for me. Reason why I love Shania Twain is when she comes in, she has this like funky country like uh, hook coming down from her high note that just like I it's iconic and I love it. And it's just that that first moment when she first comes into the song, she's coming from like a very high note and she's she's kind of meeting his voice in the middle somewhere. And I just love the way that she comes into it. I love how her twangy, weird voice interacts with his. I think that they actually work really well together. <laughs> mm, <right. laughs> Potter Waltz, 
I put this in here because when I think of really any holiday, I'm forced to bring up my memories of Harry Potter going through those <laughs> those same things as previously discussed on the Halloween episode. Harry Potter is a big part of, of my childhood, always in there when I'm thinking about these things. And the reason I chose this over something from the first movie, kind of funny. This is definitely controversial. I think this Mule Ball mm -hmm. is Hermione's best moment. So true. Oh, right, right. Wow. Uh, because yeah. she comes out just dressed to the nines, mm -hmm. stunningly gorgeous. And it's like, I was already this gorgeous. You guys were just too stupid to realize it. Mm -hmm. And she just like steals the show. And, and the first and thing sad. they do after she steals the show is just go out and do this beautiful dance to this waltz. And it's all, there's snow falling in the great hall. It's all winterized and everything. It's just mm -hmm. a very picturesque scene. And I'm not a huge Hermione fan, but this is like star moment. I know. I'm surprised to hear you bring her I'm a up. Homosexual. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. See, <laughs> but I, I, I just same. love that moment for her. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it would have been Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Come on, I have standards. <laughs> uh, there's nobody in the whole series. Uh that's that's for Jingle Bell. Uh Winter Wonderland, don't worry, be happy. I forget when I first found the song, but I loved the idea of these two songs being put together. I think they did an excellent, excellent job putting them together. And I think that this really displays how acapella groups can have just like fun with their voices throughout the song. The first like two thirds of the song where it's really winter wonderland heavy, it's just like a pretty standard Christmas song. Then you get to that last third where they introduce the don't worry, be happy part. And they're just having fun. They're going all over the place. They're going up and down and playing around and throwing some wrong notes in there. And it's just it's lovely. <laughs> they're having so much fun. And I love the idea of a group of people just getting together to have fun while singing these songs. I just think it's great. Well, not only that, Don't Worry, Be Happy was a acapella in the first place. Oh, my yeah. God. Was it really? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, it is. Now the original one is an acapella. Um, I didn't know and that. that was a it hit. Is. That was yeah. like yeah. It, it, that was a hit, and it was an acapella. Like, oh. when does that yeah. ever happen? Jingle Bell Rock is in here because of Scooby. I grew up with this little uh, Scooby who would sit on the stairs downstairs, and we would always fight with my parents because there's a little switch on the back, and when you turn it on, it doesn't stop singing. And so we would turn it on and leave the room, and oh my then my God. parents would always have to get up and look at that hip action. <laughs> so, so I've had that song drilled into my brain more times than anything else probably and i just i think it's so fun i think the idea of a silly fun christmas song is really really cool that's yeah. that's what the song really does for me uh last song silent night i put this in there as the kind of obvious one that's on the outside outlier i did i'm glad Lindsay, that you brought up that sam evans was the uh jingle bell rock guy because that is the other reason that I picked that song over <laughs> other Glee songs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Silent Night. So you all have been to a, a Christmas Christian service of what whatever yeah. yep. sort. So you've been there for the, the scene when they, they – it might be subtly different between the different uh, sects of Christian, Christianity. In mm -hmm. my parents' church, the way that they do it 
is they they light the the fifth av advent candle which is the christ candle or whatever you want to mm. call it off of the christ candle they light pastors light some smaller candles like handheld candles and then they light to the the like ushers and then they go down the aisles and light candles yep. that are handheld by every person in the room the reason that i picked this song is first off i'm i'm not a part of their church anymore i don't uh, subscribe to any of it i think it's the, the reason that I'm choosing this is not for religious purposes, but I think that it's a very great description of the way that light, good things come into our lives through the people that we surround ourselves by. And so that that's that's just a really uh, meaningful way of, of saying that to each other. You know, we light each it other's is. candles. And that's, that's the it reason is. that I do this. That's the reason that I care so much about the communities that I'm in and around. So that's why I picked the song is the the significance of that stupid little scene that the uh, the Christians forced into my brain so many times so is, is really important. Yeah. yeah. What's that? No, the symbolism. It's great. Yeah. This this symbolism is is really important. All yeah. all of the relig religious connotations aside, and so while they're doing that lighting ritual, they all sing this song. And mm -hmm. the reason that I chose a chorus, and the reason that I chose not single person songs. Mm -hmm. was because that i i really wanted not a chorus singing this i wanted just like a recording of like a phone set in the middle of a church when they were all singing this so mm -hmm. off-key voices bad voices kids adults yep. old people everybody singing the same song together is really what i was looking for i couldn't find a recording like that mm -hmm. but this is the best that i got and for me that's what christmas is all about it's about coming together with the people that you love and so it doesn't make sense to me to put a single person doing something into this playlist. It had to be a group of people, whether it was a orchestra or a duet or whatever. It's it's not about one person. It's about us coming together and being the light in each other's lives. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. That's I why. love that. That was lovely. What a Dude. lovely. And I did put it in for you, Camille. So I'm offended Thanks. that you didn't let me do it. <laughs> Lucas, you light up my goosebumps, life. Lucas. That was great. That's funny. So Mark's list this week starts yeah. off with "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." This song by Brenda Lee. By Brenda Lee, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." This song for me fills in all the gaps of. I I agree with Lindsay when you said uh, "Jingle Bell Rock." You wanted it to rock more. This song mm. fills in those gaps. So it, it has much more of the little miscellaneous gar guitar licks that just like come in here and there. It's got that old style sixties guitar that is just like, whew, I love it. Delicious. It's like when they were first figuring out what this new instrument can do. Yeah. I, I just love that sound. As far as a Christmas song goes, this is pretty high up there. This is like an eight, eight and a half. And for like a classic radio Christmas song, that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Walking Around the Christmas Tree, Brenda Lee, came out in 1958. She was 13 years old when she recorded this. Is that not amazing? What? <laughs> That's wild. That's insane. That's Her voice is so strong. Wow. Yeah. To me, this song never gets old. Nope. She's a great voice. Um, it's amazing. Think of this. It's been popular for 71 years. Mm. Can you, I mean, that's just, when you think of, how can you quantify? It feels like it's mm. it's always existed. It doesn't feel that old, does nope. it? It doesn't feel 71 oh. years old. Could be done yesterday. Yeah, I love this one. Nice. Uh rocking around the rocking around the Christmas tree. Brenda Lee. 
like Lucas said, the guitar on this is so good. <laughs> and it's like not busy mm. at all. Like just when the guitar comes in at the right moments and um, her vocals are just, she sounds young, very high pitched. It's very up there. I didn't really start appreciating <clears> the <throat> song until uh, maybe about five years ago, maybe, maybe right around there. Again, like some songs, I've said this before, I've heard them all my life. And then just one day, it's just like you hear it different for some reason. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. You're like, really listening for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've ever since, I've just loved this song. Uh, the saxophone's awesome in this. Mm. The guitar and the saxophone go toe-to-toe with each other. So sick. Awesome. Uh, 8.5. Nice. Good song. Great. It's a 10 from me. This <laughs> this was also one of the first songs I added. And I took it out for the same reason I took Nat King Cole out. I literally wrote in my notes that I knew either you or Karina uh. would have <laughs> these songs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, they're going to be put in there no matter what. So I know they've got my back on this. Mm, nice. Yeah. So great addition. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree does rock marginally more than mm-hmm. Jingle Bell Rock does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So hard to please. Damn, I'm a Grinch. I told you that. Yeah, I told you I was going to be a Grinch. You invited me to this. Anyway, I um, <laughs> this is also kind of Coles with my mom music, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just is like, I'm never going to turn this on on purpose. It was when it was my song. Yeah, but I also <laughs> didn't like the song. It was a combo. Anyway. But <laughs> The drama. But yeah, it's it's classic. Um, the, the sax solo is cool. I am an alto Barry girl, so it being a tenor sax loses mm-hmm. points. But it's all right. It's still sax solo. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. It's classic. It's pleasant to listen to. So I give it a six. <laughs> Boy, don't you? Hey, somebody, Camille, pull a knife out of my Elizabeth back. Came back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> Sonic was going. It sounded like it was going to be higher, didn't it? I did. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Next song is "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" by Jack by the Jackson Five. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had another Jackson Five song in that I trashed on because I really didn't like it. Yep. It sounded like a uh, uh, kids' choir to me, like a uh, VBS. Uh, church kids' choir. This song just could not be more opposite of that this song really displays the the young talent that they had in that group like the fact that michael jackson could sing that well at that age is just crazy uh he goes all over the place so was he and it's just the same age as brenda lee then because you pretty much yeah crazy mm. it, it's just nuts the things that he could do with his voice he knew what he was doing if that makes if that makes mm. sense like i feel like at at <clears throat> 10 to 15 you don't really understand the effect that the things that he was doing with his voice really have on people but it's just mm. like the the <clears throat> the twists and runs that he could go on were absolutely insane aside from the song it gets high scores because that's just nuts mm. and mm. um to take a classic slow song not slow song but slower song and turn it into this upbeat 
pop, like happy, fun song that you almost need stamina to listen to is like, just, I love taking, I love taking a song and just flipping it on its head and then re throwing it out there into the world. I love that they did this. This song was my favorite on your list hmm. and I gave it a nine and a half. Nice. Thank nice. you. Santa Claus is coming to town. Jackson five. This came out in 1970. <clears throat> I grew up with this version. But it's only okay for to me. Mm-hmm. A very Jackson Five seventies feel to it. I like mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so his is more rock. It, when you mm. realize all the different versions, Mariah Carey did her. Hers was more pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original was done by Eddie Cantor. I don't know if oh, you yeah. know that name. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, he wasn't the original. It was Tom Stacks. But Eddie Cantor came out that same mm-hmm. year and it became popular through him. That's yes. why. And it was a slower version, more jazzy, bluesy. All good versions. All good. But this is just okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm glad you're not scoring. Mm-hmm. Then. <laughs> <laughs> not a good score. It's just okay to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is classic. I hear this a lot, but Michael just sings so hard in this song like um the unfortunate thing that kind of like turns me off a little with the song is that he says santa claus is coming to town like way too much um i I just felt like it's just it's repeating it's like yeah michael you sing awesome we know it um you're like he's here we know but you know but they're, they're having fun with it he's having fun with it he loves singing it you can tell just like with any song that he sings, you can tell that he just loves what he's doing. I give it a seven. It does come across. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that mm-hmm. at the time he recorded this song, he believed mm-hmm. in Santa? Yes. <laughs> just a my... random. Don't you believe in what, what are you talking about? Probably. A... No, I'm. I'm. Well, you know the and that scene from uh, the Polar Express where he's typing out or pun- hole punching out believe or yep. whatever it is. You know, right, so there's sing, there's clear dance. <laughs> clearly, not everybody believes in Santa Claus anymore. But um, I do. I wonder if he did. This is a ten. First off, mm. another classic for me. This song mm. is a prime example of how I find Christmas songs to be so interesting from a cultural point of view because they really are like mm. time capsules of an era. Mm. When I hear this song specifically. It's like you're hearing Michael Jackson growing up. Mm. It's, it's very, mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> it's a bittersweet feeling, I guess, because I know how that ends. Like I know how the rest of his life mm-hmm. pans out. It's really special to be able to hear how somebody the innocence, yeah, <laughs> uh, at and, the time, yeah, and also. The energy of his voice, like, yeah, dude, I know that kid was like zooming around, like the way he's like <laughs> belting. I'm like, this kid definitely was high energy, high energy, like, yep. So, anywho, yeah, this is a ten. Nice, thank you, Jillian. <laughs> All right, Mark. Here's where I redeem myself. I'm a huge, huge Motown girl. I grew up with my dad, um, nice. playing all kinds of Motown, yes. and Motown I still love it. Awesome. I remember mm-hmm. actually one day at work, I was playing like one of my Motown playlists, and there were people coming up to me being like, "How old are you?" Mm. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's it's timeless. It's classic. It's good. I love the Jackson mm-hmm. Five. I did almost put the Bruce Springsteen version of this on my list. Mm. I'm glad I didn't. You know, it's the same cadence, 
Um, they yep. do the same sort of like resting and coming in on the offbeats, um, which is the superior way to sing this song, in my opinion. <laughs> I went caroling in high school once. We just like got handed a packet and were expected to know the songs. Mm. And this was on there and it explicitly stated Bruce Springsteen version. And very few of us were hitting the cadence correctly and it was driving me crazy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this version specifically, especially if you like... Like, Michael's amazing, yeah, but if you ignore Michael a little bit and start listening into the background, there's a lot of cool things that they do in the background to, like, yeah. drive the song along yeah. that you don't notice on, like, a first listen yeah. because you're so distracted by Michael tearing it up. Um, and do you think that's really his brothers doing that in the, in, in the background? Or I'm, because they had studio musicians like crazy. Oh, yeah. Back oh, then, yeah. You know, so... I'm sure the, the I'm sure it is to some. It degree. might have been them. Yeah, it could be supplemented, but I'm sure yeah. they are at least present. But yeah, and the bass on this absolutely devours. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love this one, Mark. It's a ten, so you can stop hating me. It's funny. We all knew how how old you are because I swear to God, every single lesbian is forty five. All right, um, <laughs> older or younger. <laughs> facts man next song from mark is do you hear what i hear by uh whitney houston by whitney houston we've had two songs i believe prior to this by whitney houston in this uh, yes yeah right two or two i think one of them i think natasha yeah she yes, she did i will always did. love you i believe both of those for me scored fairly mediocre mm -hmm. uh meaning like which is like really messed up honestly uh, it is it is it is i know i i want to say that i put i will always love you at like a seven and a half or an eight which for that song i know I, sorry i think i just don't really love whitney houston i'm sorry <laughs> this song just... messed up young man. i think yes. my internet connections weird because they kind of just sounded like you said you don't love it. <laughs> i think he's gonna freeze again I, in a second yeah no blame it on the bad connection i don't i don't want to say that she's not talented because she can obviously sing i think that the style of music that she sings just isn't really my thing the mm. like 80s female like ballad or like I hear our song yeah, almost. You know what? Did, you know what I'm saying. Say female. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> female. I don't like females. I was gonna say that's it. <laughs> no, I I think I I just didn't love it. Uh, right. I don't really love this song in general, but I don't, and I don't really want to make some grand statement about Whitney Houston because I didn't love the song, but it ended up at a five, and I think that I was being fairly generous with that. Oh my god! Would you say a five? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't score them. But I'm gonna call Lucas Elizabeth. Still score. Oh. <laughs> I would give it like nine and a half if I was scoring. Do you Damn. hear what I hear? Whitney Houston, 1987. Iconic vocals as always. Flawless. A religious Christmas song done correctly. Very reverent in how she sang it. Do you hear what I hear? Whitney Houston. This song is just mostly nostalgic for me. I think my mom had this album and played this a lot at Christmas time. So it makes me feel good in that way. Her her vocals are good. She's an excellent singer. The percussion is good in the song and the uh the synth is really good in the song too. I you putting this on here, Mark, made me like hear the song like I never heard it before. It still didn't wow me, but I'm like, 
it's funny that I've always known about this song, never really listened to it. And now I'm listening to it. I hear the different things in it that I didn't hear when I was younger. It's still a very basic Whitney song for me. I give it a five. Thanks. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Evidently, they don't hear what we hear. No. I love Whitney. The one thing, my one complaint about the song is just how slow it is, but that's just the song. Like, that's the nature of it. Right. And um, yeah, that being said, it's not one of my classics. I do love her voice, but again, the slowness kills it for me. So I, I'm still going to give it like a seven. I love Do You Hear What I Hear in general and like a Whitney version specifically. Like she lends herself so well to the power ballad. So it's sort of match made in heaven Whitney in this song. Yeah. Um, I think she does have a gospel background. She does. Um, And this is like a very gospel arrangement of this, which I love. There's like a little bit of gospel background singer to it, but like she does carry it because she is the most unbeatable voice of all time, which is a broad statement, but I stand by it. Bless. And yeah, I, I, I do love this. It's timeless. It is slow, but it's 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 got the deep emotion of Christmas. Okay. Yeah, it, it reminds me of, of my mom a lot. It reminds me of like being with family around Christmas. Um, so I, I love this one. This one's a nine. All right. You're back on my cool. list. Lindsay. <laughs> there we go. Next song from Mark this week is I Heard the Bells by Johnny Cash. There's more to it than that. I heard the bells on Christmas, on Christmas Day by Johnny Cash. So I know that everybody has. I I we started this list on a high and it's it's kind of gone down a little bit. And I'm sorry about that, Mark. I know that everybody has released a Christmas album. If you're a artist out there, you have probably done a Christmas album. I just don't know if Johnny Cash was the right pick for a Christmas album. <laughs> right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I am, dude. It, I'm so surprised you said that. I I love Johnny Cash. I I think that his his voice is this like sweet melancholy that you only get from a a man who has not expressed emotion for 55 years. Yeah, it I think that that's like what he what does well. Like. I don't think that that sound works with Christmas music. It, it just it didn't work for me. I'm sorry. So this one, I, I also left it at a five because it was kind of, it, it's hard to go below a five on my Christmas list because it, it all kind of fades into the background when I'm listening to Christmas music for the most part, as previously mentioned. So I don't think that, like, it, it would have to be pretty bad for me to not like it. Stay tuned. Right. Yeah, that's what I got for you. I'm sorry. I heard the bells on Christmas, Johnny Cash, nineteen sixty-three. I never heard this before. Have you heard it before? You put it on your list. No, I found I found it recently, but yeah. I liked it. So I never heard it, and I enjoyed. You know, I like a deep voice. I enjoyed his deep voice. And to me, I don't know if you look at the lyrics, Lucas, but to me, the the lyrics almost reflect his own story with his faith, because in the lyrics he's saying there's no peace, and then he hears the bells. I got, you know, I can't read my own. I can't read my what I wrote. Oh, God is not gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he felt that, and that's that's his own journey because I think he lost his faith in June Carter um, Cash helped bring it back to him. Mm. And didn't he do a couple gospel albums? I think so. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. 
So I yeah. feel like this, this song reflects himself. And I thought he did yeah. have emotion in it. I didn't feel like it was flat. I, yeah, I didn't think it was flat. Yes. Oh, I didn't think said? it was flat. I, I just I just don't think that his his attitude really fits a Christmas song. And I, I hear that very differently from how you hear that. His his story connecting it. Yeah. I, yeah, that's very I, I I don't think it's flat. I think his voice always has that depth and and <clears throat> sadness and misery in it. I just don't think that that fits Christmas. Uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Johnny Cash. All right. I never heard this one before. And Mark, this is like totally one of my top favorite Christmas songs right now. This like. Isn't that awesome? Uh, dude, uh, his his vocals are just so warm and good. The way Lucas was describing this, there are there are a couple of things I actually kind of do agree with. It. Now that you're like mentioning some of that stuff, it's maybe a little forced. Uh, like it does kind of not fit him but at the same time i think it just does i think he nails it like i think he does too yeah and the the music is just beautiful in this for some weird reason it works i could see why this could throw somebody either this way or that way with it because it <laughs> is it's totally controversial but i give this a 10 it's my favorite on your list mark thanks for Thank putting you. this up good i love this yeah love it nice so this yeah. was my first time hearing this song, <clears throat> and thank you for sharing it. I, I thought Lucas just made a frowny face. Um, <laughs> really did. This is the only new Christmas song to me that I gave a 10. Mm. Nice. I'm definitely having this in my rotation. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoy Christmas songs that are sad in some way, because... Mm. Christmas isn't always a joyful time. Sometimes it can be time of mourning or grieving on top of that. You know, there's there's a lot of emotion that <clears throat> hearing Johnny Cash sing a Christmas song, especially in regards to like it's his spirituality or just having hope that <clears throat> men aren't all evil. <clears throat> like I was on that journey along with him as he was singing Hmm. and i just really resonated with it so nice. yeah good share all right mm -hmm. nice i'm not usually a johnny cash girl i've never been into the sort of like <clears throat> singer songwriter that isn't necessarily the strongest vocalist or like saloon country but mm -hmm. yeah. i i actually really like this song because it's it it is melancholy for a christmas song <laughs> but i mm -hmm. like the lyrics a lot what i picked out was the wrong shall fail, the right prevail, which is like a, a cool message for a Christmas song because it's it's not like joy, 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 jingle bells throwing up on you from the beginning. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, and I like that it has sort of a sweet ending with that, mm. um, like faith in humanity, um, which is kind mm. of what Christmas is about sometimes. So nice. I like this one. Again, musically not my cup of tea, but but the lyrics sort of bump it up a notch. So it's a seven. Yes. Thank you. Last song from Mark is My Favorite Things by uh, by Barbara Streisand. This song, who did the original? This is from uh, that movie. Julie Andrews. Sound of Music. Julie Andrews. Sound of Music. That's what it was. I love Julie Andrews. Everybody this loves song. Yeah. If she's you good. don't love Julie Andrews, you are not welcome on this show. No, she's a good singer. <clears throat> really, yeah. really good singer. <laughs> to, to be honest, she really is. And, in and this she... house, she loves Julie Andrews. <laughs> 
I know one song done by Julie Andrews. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> one is enough. One is enough to know. This song is an iconic moment from uh, that show. I I just I haven't seen that in forever. Um, the Sound of Music, but the memories that I have, she's like convincing the group of kids to go out and have a good time with her. Essentially, not like to to live in this miserable place, but to go out and like play in the field and have a like see look see the good side of the the situation that they're in. That might be totally wrong from from what the actual movie is. I haven't seen it in at least a decade. That's not the song we're reviewing. We're reviewing villain main theme that Barbara Streisand turns this song into. This evil, like, dark song that she turns it into. And she just totally corrupts what this song is all about. And I just hated how she did it. I and and for me to say that about Bar- Barbara Streisand, one of the most iconic theater people in ever, probably the most iconic. I didn't get it. I didn't get what she was doing. It it didn't make any sense to me. I felt like she was totally corrupting what the song was about. All all that aside, it's not a Christmas song. <laughs> it is absolutely not a Christmas song. It is a Christmas song. I'm gonna point it out when I yeah. when I get my turn. Oh, I'm between a one and a two. <laughs> wow, bring it up a little bit. Yeah, okay, no, that's all right. Let's oh, move on. If, okay, you, move on. If there's one, there's one line in there about like presents wrapped or something like that. That doesn't make it a Christmas song. Move on. That doesn't okay. make it a Christmas song. <laughs> all right, move on. It bothered me. Moving on. Let's let's build on this. Let's yeah. go. Okay, my favorite thing things Barbara Streisand, 1967. So last week's, I think it was you, Lucas, when I said, um, everybody likes Christmas music. And you said, well, not the Jews and not whatever. And I said, how do you Jews who like Christmas music? Yeah. Here's, here's a nice Jewish girl singing, well, what you don't think is a Christmas song. But... I'm crying. <laughs> singing a Christmas song. My point exactly. You don't need to make it for me. No, she is. She's singing a Christmas song. Um, it was She's written a by... nice Jew. Singing a not Christmas song. A nice, okay. Written by Rogers and Hammerstein for The Sound of Music. Julie Andrews sang this song at, on a Christmas special in 1961. Mm-hmm. The song refers to sleigh bells, snowflakes, and silver white Christmas. Sure so, it does. Silver white, silver All of them. white winters. Hmm. I think Barbara has a, an amazing voice and she can hit those high, high notes without any effort. Granted, I do like Julie Andrews' version much better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Aside from that, I think she does a great rendition of it. Again, I'm not scoring. Just to let you know, Lucas, you kind of kind of had the sound of music right, but this scene takes place. She's trying to make the kids feel better. They're all afraid. There's a thunderstorm, <clears throat> and she's singing the song to help them think about their favorite things so they're not afraid. Same idea, kind of. A little bit different, but same idea. No, I said you you kind of were right, but I was just telling you yeah. what was going yeah. on at that moment. I, I can't respond to your previous statement about this song without causing offense, so I'm not going to. Right. Okay. <laughs> the sleigh bells must have thrown them off. <laughs> uh, my favorite things, Barbara Streisand. Whatever version this is, I love. I love uh, uh, Bjork has done a version of this, which I <clears> absolutely <throat> love. You know, it sounds weird because <laughs> it's pure, but um, mm-hmm. John Coltrane 
did a version of this on a saxophone and it's absolute fire. Barbara doing this. So first of all, this is very nostalgic because this album cover, I think uh, my parents always had this, this record and they play this every year. And it's Barbara standing there with a candle and it's like ultra lit. Uh, Just, just the cover, like, gets to me it's like excellent Mm. this really kind of like renewed my interest in barbara because there's another song i've been listening to her by her and um i'm beginning to get back into her again always heard her when i was young and really didn't care for it now the more i'm hearing her i'm like okay this she's an excellent vocalist and um i need to hear more listen to funny girl funny girl yes I know that there's iconic ones that I know, and it's like, oh, I never even got into that. So it's definitely there. But this this whole album that the song came from, the, a Christmas album, is just awesome. She, all her songs on that album are really, really good. She's great. I give it a nine. Thank you. I gave this a nine as well. It's not a classic for me, but it very soon might be. I've never heard this version it is very different than the original, mm-hmm. but I like that about it. She makes it her own, and it's it had me feeling like a main character driving to work listening to it because I was like, it anything she sings, I feel all the songs that come to mind that I know of hers, it's always like a mm-hmm. like a single narrative. So when listening is easy to imagine yourself as her, in my opinion, or like I, I don't know, something about her has that effect on me. So I really enjoyed listening in my car to it. And I feel like it's a good display of how strong her voice is. Strong and steady. So nine. Nice. Thank you. Awesome. I love Barbara. (laughs) But but I despise the sound of music. I don't know why. I, I, I really don't know why. There is no rational reason why it is my least favorite musical of all time. It just is. Sometimes it just um, And I, I didn't know that she's that it was saying on a Christmas special, which mm-hmm. gives it a little bit more merit as a Christmas song, but I still stand by the fact that it's not a Christmas song. Any mention of anything Christmassy in the song is just mentioning it that it is something pleasant. It's not about Christmas. It's not Christmas in the movie. It's a thunderstorm. It's summer. It's not, I just don't think it's a Christmas song. Um, but I do understand how, like, like the warm, the warm sort of fuzzy feelings coming from the song is what can associate it with Christmas. So I'll cut you a little slack there. But I, I, I am at a personal war with the sound of music in general, and especially this song. <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. Like, no shade, Mark. It's not your fault that I have trauma. But... Being at <laughs> war with the music, the sound, sa- being at war with the sound of music is, like, so ironic. <laughs> There's, there's so much irony in that because the there movie, is there like, is some irony in it that is how i feel on a deep personal level and so to to keep my own personal feelings out of it i won't rate this song because that's not fair hmm. <laughs> okay i just want to make a comment Lindsay, do you know that the, it's a the sound of music is based on a true story do you know that yes okay i just i love rogers and hammerstein i love oklahoma i just no, i didn't know, like if, I didn't know if you knew that if it if it would change your opinion of the movie a little bit if you knew that it was based on actual events but that doesn't but you already knew that it's yeah and it's my 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 feelings are irrational but they're there <laughs> <laughs> lucas do you people. know what it's about yeah people human beings <laughs> i know what the sound of music is about yeah 
It's about I want to make what I'm about to say into a movie. If it's not what <laughs> this is going to be good about this lady who gets sent off. She she was with nuns or there's some nun involvement at the beginning and then she gets basically forced into some sort of like serving relationship with this rich dude and she has to take care of all of these orphans and then basically is teaching the orphans how to live in a bad situation and have a good time or not be miserable and then eventually turns around the, the rich guy to not being a dick. Definitely not orphans. I just did. Bad... I just watch. Did I just watch Annie? <laughs> you know what? Like the yeah. bad situation. Do that or Oliver? Oliver. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's she's studying to be in. She's in a convent. She's a novice, <coughs> which is you know, yeah, trying to become a nun. Mm-hmm. The nuns don't think that she. It's a right fit for her. They want her to go into you know real life because she's been there for so long and experienced real life so they this gentleman has all these kids his wife has died he needs a governess she goes and and works for him he's not a jerk he just doesn't he he's not warm and fuzzy she's the warm and fuzzy to his more strict discipline and both their um their styles complement each other yeah they end up Mm. getting married they have they have to leave austria where they are because the germ he doesn't want to fight for the Germans and they're going to put him into the, I mean, fight with the Nazis and they're going to make him sign up to be a Nazi because he was, he's was in the service. Right. So they have to go through the mountains. They take the whole family, they go through the mountains and they leave and he loses everything because he was very wealthy and they end up having mm-hmm. a couple kids together. Um, he passes away. And in order to make money, they become the Von Trapp family singers and that's how they make their living. That that part are a few of her yeah. favorite. I just parts. felt it was like important. it wasn't that far off. For yeah, not having seen that 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 movie since I was a child, I don't think that was that bad. No, but you were saying they were often just saying he was a, a dick and all this other stuff. <laughs> 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 definitely not <laughs> like he was a dick, and it's like yeah, oh, died because he <laughs> you just say that? <laughs> dicks like in the like in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Just or no, Camille, I now have a sound bite <laughs> downloaded to my computer of you oh, saying no, you were saying no. he's a dick. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I can cut it out. AI is gonna, gonna capture it. All right, let me close my list. Hold on. Um, you mean to tell you the songs? So rocking around the Christmas tree, um with Brenda Lee. That's just that's one of my favorite ones. Iconic song. I really like it. Um, great beat. I didn't know how young she was until Camille just told me that. So that's that's amazing in itself. Uh, just like that song. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town by the Jackson Five. Uh, Lucas had hated a song I put on last week. That was a Jackson Five song. And I believe it's one of their gems that they what was mm. it? Uh, I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah, um, it was really, really good. I really liked it. Um, I forget if Jay liked it or not. Jason but... really liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I thought it was a gem, and I had found it. I had told Jay I had found that song just by by accident, and then I I didn't save it, and I had to wait mm-hmm. for it to come back around. I know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, back to the song. Anyways, so I had to put yeah. on another uh, Jackson Five. This one. I liked, there's a few different ones that they have, but this is the one that I chose that I liked the best. Whitney Houston, 
Do you hear what I hear? I think she does a great job on this. I, I love her. I always loved her vocals. And I like the, the choir, the gospel type sound too, mm-hmm. that was in this. I heard the bells on, on Christmas from Johnny Cash. I just found this a couple weeks ago. The first time I heard it, I fell in love with the song. I just thought too, I man. liked it. I don't know if it's the hesitation as how he delivers the the line of, you know, and I hear and it then he drops so real. Christmas belt. It's mm-hmm. really, it just, it's all him. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. really, really liked it. And it's one of my favorites too. I just, I fell in love with it. And I still, I still listen to it now. I keep on putting it on. And when I listened to it, when I found it, I probably, I listened to it like on a rotation. I just like mm-hmm. probably 10 times. And I'm like, this has got to go on. That's probably what draw, dubbed off uh, Dolly Parton's song. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my favorite things by Barbara Streisand. It is absolutely a Christmas song. It is on Christmas albums. Other people have <laughs> sung it. Um, of it so is funny to me. so. If it, I'm sorry if you don't <laughs> like it like that, but I thought she did, did a great job on it. She's got a beautiful voice. I really like the song in it, and it had to go on there. I actually put that on for Camille because I thought she'd like that. Uh, mm. Anyways, that's what it is, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Excellent list, Mark. Yeah, Love it. I loved it. Thanks. Good. Okie dokie. Next, we've got Jill starting off a list with Run, Rudolph, Run by Chuck Berry. I only, like, today or the day before, realized that this was uh, Johnny B. Good guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which totally I don't know how it took you that long because they're he... the same song. <laughs> I'm, dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'll be the first to tell you that I'm dumb. But uh, that, that guitar is iconic, and I don't mm-hmm. know how I didn't put two and two together before just mm-hmm. the last couple of days but you did but i'm proud of you i did i i got there i've heard the song a million times it's fun not trying to be anything that it's not it's got that same like uh 60s rocky sort of vibe to it that i enjoy totally in that like seven and a half ish range of good christmas song run rudolph run by chuck berry uh released in 1958 like Lucas said about the guitar, how he didn't, he couldn't recognize the guitar, and then he realized it. I wrote, "This is a classic Chuck Berry song. Great Chuck Berry guitar on this. I love him. Uh, great song overall. I gave it an eight and a half." Run Rudolph, run, Chuck Berry, and he actually wrote it. A classic rock Christmas song with his signature guitar playing and good vocals. Yeah, good pick. Thank you. I I. Knew that if anyone would appreciate it, it would be you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> run Rudolph, run Chuck Berry. Guitar is just undeniable. He was heavy as hell for his time. When this stuff was oh, coming yeah. out, the way he was playing guitar, the way his band was, is just very heavy. And um, people were like, what the heck is this? And um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people didn't like it. <laughs> so um, what's, yeah. You're saying that, and that's bringing something to, to mind. I just looked him up, and this is the first time I've ever looked him up. When you hear his guitar playing, it sounds yeah. to my... I was born in 1998. To my it's ear, just, it's it sounds crappy very, yeah. very crappy, bluesy white. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's this... In, in reality, it's this black dude just doing what he can get a, 
get by with basically putting out what is acceptable and like setting the stage it's incredible yep one of the many black musicians who like paved the way specifically i mean you just hear you hear the sound in everybody else after this his his guitar solo on this it's very him you hear it on a lot of his songs too and it's not just like bending or using one string. He used multiple strings uh, for his solos. Um, yeah. He was which, like a uh, part I, of it when he'd play it, it. I love this. I give it an eight. Good song. Yeah. I mean, Chuck Berry is is the origin of rock and roll mm-hmm. um, when you look back at it. Yeah. Um, and there is so like like Lucas was just saying, like there is so much of like true American music that if you see it against the backdrop that it was being released like as there there are so many more layers to it and and like chuck berry specifically is one of those artists and yeah it, it's just like it's fun it's it's in the theme of the season so it's 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 so great um i do love the guitar on it so this was an eight for me i would also like to say for this next one lucas thank you for having it be on my list Lucas originally had this song for his too. When he saw that it was in mine, he didn't even dispute. He just was like, "You have it. I'll change mine," which is good because let, I was let not me let, let me update you. So I actually said that about the wrong song. Oh, you did. Uh, this was never in my list, and this oh. would never have been in my. I list. was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> was it a different version of Santa Baby? No. Oh. It was the next song. It was Little Saint Nick. Little Saint I just Nick, typed yeah. the wrong thing. I it's so funny too because honestly, I didn't even process it would be weird for you. I just was like, <laughs> God, he's staying in his lane. Like this has to be on my playlist. <laughs> this song isn't for me. <laughs> I don't think that it makes sense to combine this like it's 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 trying to be sexy, because but it it's a Christmas sexy. song. And it doesn't those two things just don't go together in my head. The, the only other song that I can think of that's kind of in that same uh, genre would be uh, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. But it's like it's it's different because that's a like more a innocent version. fun of the sit. Yeah. And it just doesn't it doesn't mesh with me. I gave it a five because, you know, at least it's a Christmas song. <laughs> Mark, <clears throat> I'm just hearing somebody who's scared. I'm, I am scared. terrified. Oh. <laughs> I don't think five. he knows what Christmas songs are, so. Anyways, Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Uh, this was released in 1953. Um, excellent version. Great crooning backup uh, for the guy singers in the background there. Yeah. I love her voice. Very nice song. And this is my favorite off your list at a nine and a half. Santa Baby, Eartha Kitt. I think she is such an, an effortless, seductive voice. She doesn't even have to try. That's just her singing. She just just does it effortlessly and her phrasing is perfection. I love this this version. Mm-hmm. Madonna does a um a version, but she's trying too much in her version. This woman doesn't even have to try. She just pulls it off. It's just her. Um and Mark didn't know this. He didn't know who Eartha Kit was. And I said, she was Catwoman on the original Batman series. They had three different Catwoman. Yeah. And the first African-American before Harry. I put her on one of my lists many moons ago. I want to be evil. I think it's funny you say that. And it might be because I'm not attracted to women. 
but I just think no matter what, when somebody's putting this voice on, it is like such a blatant act. There's no way that I could hear this as natural or she's not trying. Like, this sounds like she is trying to be like, Santa baby, like doing this weird, like voice trying to make it into this like weird sexual, like it, it, it doesn't sound natural at all. I think it's hilarious to see the flip side of that, of you, you saying that this sounds very natural and not. Uh, produced by her this sounds to me like a total character that she's putting on i feel like what i'm hearing right now is like a true definition of how especially with generations and context like hearing it so different entirely like and that's not to say anything good or bad it's just like truly interesting to i heard it differently than lucas too totally yeah to yeah. be a woman is to perform, Lucas. We, you should yeah. know this by now. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, you should be a woman. <laughs> Going in for my surgery tomorrow. <laughs> is that me? I think it is. All right, Santa baby. Rather kit. All right, so my take on this, her vocals are just jazzy. I don't think she, I, I think it's sexy. I don't know what she's trying to do with that, but I think it's more jazzy. I And it's kind of that jazzy singing that's just kind of regular for that kind of music. Um, I The lyrics, I think, are really fun. Um, they're funny in a way which I may not be interpreting them right, but the way I see it is it's so, like, wishful thinking. Like, the things she's wishing for are, like, <laughs> so out of bounds for what she could get in life. I, I don't know. The vocals just always stood out to me with this. The music is really good. I give this one a nine. I I love this. I I like. I could see how it could sound sexy. There's just something a little more with the with the jazziness of it that I think she's just trying to sing. I already threw a dart at Mark. Here comes my second dart. I hate Santa Baby. I really do. And it, 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 it like there's a good amount of people who really do. Honestly, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I like get I get the draw. Like once you can get past that, but I can't. Like my skin crawls every yeah. time. I don't know why. I really don't. It, I think it's like like what I think Lucas it's is interesting saying, that you and Lucas specifically both it get makes the sense from this song it does make sense. it makes sense we're the ones with the shame anyways um the Catholic guilt really literally literally but um <laughs> we're I, I think the ones like with the shame <laughs> what Lucas was saying with like it sounding like she's really trying to me she has sort of like an infantilized tone which is what yeah. makes it creepy I think because That's like fair. I don't know. I think that's why I hate it. Um, I also like don't... A weird, like, pretending to be innocent a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes. I also like, don't love the vocal bass line, which was also my problem with the Buble song earlier that I didn't really say. I don't like that. I, I think there are better syllables to use to portray bass than the babooms, which I it, I think... I guess this is, like, older, so it is... It can't be cliche if it created the cliche, but... I hear you. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my niche acapella takes, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm anti-Santa Baby. Yeah, I don't think I have. I can put a number on how much Santa Baby makes my skin crawl. It just does. <laughs> <laughs> Next song is Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. See, this song, it, it was the song that I was initially putting in that I switched out for something else. I, I actually switched this song out out for Silent Night because you had it in. Thanks. I just love everything about this song. I love 
that it is the Beach Boys through and through. I it, it is a great, great example of their harmonizing, their musical talents, and their ability. You know, this song, it, I'm fascinated by Christmas songs that aren't like from before 1950. You know, like they're, they're those Christmas songs that we all know and have heard a billion times. And it's because they've been ingrained in our society for so long, like mm-hmm. Silent Night, that you can't do anything to avoid them. And then there's a song that comes along like this that is just like thrown into the mix and it becomes popular because it's just that good. So that's what I love about the song. It's a 10 for me. It's the first 10 I'm giving out this week. And it's not just because it would have been on my list, but it's also because of that. Because it was on my list. Hmm. Uh, So Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys released in 1963. Uh, Nice Beach Boys version. Harmonies are really good. That's what they did. So overall, I like the song. I gave it a score of a seven. What year was it from? Uh, 63. Little Saint Nick of the Beach Boys. I'm just going to be repeating what everybody says so far because that's in my notes. Such great harmonizing, which is what they're known for. Um, I really enjoy the song. And it's up their Christmas album. So they have a whole Christmas album. Oh, Mm. yeah. Yeah, which we own. So doesn't Barbara Streisand. Which I don't know. Which I would love well, to. Yeah. I know. But she does. Uh, Little St. Nick, Beach Boys. Lucas, I am really surprised that you like this. I, I didn't catch you for a Beach Boys person. Um, I love Boys on the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jay, are you yeah, But you that? never want to go to the beach with me when I say, let's go to the beach this summer. Yeah, that's. I didn't say I love going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um still up on my phone. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Lindsay is not a beach person either. I know that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The vocal harmonizing just awesome always with the Beach Boys. They just Brian Wilson is just one of the genius songwriters. One of the, one of the best. And the music is really good in this. It's funny, I'm really, I'm actually not that familiar with this song. So this was like, kind of like, kind of new to me. I know about it. The more I listen to it, again, the more stuff that I just pick up on it, it just makes me like it even more. I give it an eight. It's a good one, Jill. Yeah, I love, I love the, the song. Boys. You can't go but, wrong with the Beach Boys. So true. I think the telling of like the retelling of the Santa story in this, like in the, in the beach boy way is like really fun. And obviously the music is like infectious. You gotta, you gotta jam to little St. Nick. Cause again, you can't go wrong with the beach boys. I do really love this one. It's, it's overplayed, but like, that's, that's the truth about like Christmas music in general. And I, I don't hold that against it. Cause it is such a great song. This was an eight for me. Nice. I'm glad we're all in agreement here about Little Saint Nick. Christmas Time is Here by Vince Guaraldi Trio. I do think it's funny that these are apparently only holiday songs that we put in. Vince Guaraldi, we had him in on the Halloween special. and so I also put him in there. (laughs) That's why it's kind of fresh in the mind because I edited that, you know, uh, a short couple months ago for me was what I was looking for more with Silent Night. It has those off key people. It, it sounds like a, a a choir of mixed people who don't know how to 
sing professionally or it just sounds like you put a mic on a stage and ask 10 random people off the street to come sing together and that's what i love about it i love the crappiness of the recording i love so much so this song was a nine for me it didn't quite make it to the next level but very very good song Yes, so Christmas Time is Here by Vince Guaraldi. Uh, this was released in 1965, composed for Charlie Brown, obviously. Everybody knows that. This is also also the St. Paul's Choir, which I saw them somewhere else in somebody's music. They were a, a backup uh, band. It might have been even been in the Whitney Houston one. I'm not sure. You mean from this week? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw them again. Um, very classic, very classic song. I gave it a score of eight and a half. Christmas time is here. Vince Guaraldi trio from Charlie Brown's Christmas, which we watched every year as as kids growing up. So this is nostalgic for me. I always liked this song. So it was, it was enjoyable. Thank you, Jill. Yeah. Christmas time is here. Vince Guaraldi trio. So classic. This is like probably my top favorite Christmas song. That boys choir is just like Lucas said, it's it's not perfect, but that's it is perfect. But it is that's what makes it perfect. Um, you can hear some of the guys; some of them are flat, some of them are staggered. just do or just a little off. It just adds character so much for me. And you know, this is probably one take. It was probably done in one take. They probably did hundreds of these takes <laughs> recording this and. Mm-hmm. They picked this one. Garaldi's piano is just absolutely beautiful on this. And um, it's just one of my, that melody is so unique. It's so catchy. It's so different. The writing is just perfect in it. I love it. That's a 10. It's my favorite on your list, Jill. Nice. I'm about to switch up the vibe. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't love the imperfect vocals. Um, they <laughs> actually kind of drive me crazy. Oh, um, I do agree. It is like it's a good, unique piano melody that like mm-hmm. it is nice. It's pleasant. It's Christmassy. The whole album's kind of like that. But I the the EQ of the vocals too bothers me. It bothered me about Silent Night too. But that's yeah. just what like I don't like that they're not. I guess the point of the song is the piano, but I don't like how how distant they are and how mm. how low the EQ on the vocals is. Mm-hmm. Um, the context of Peanuts, though, because I think it, it's supposed to yeah. sound like Charlie Brown and the other kids, right? Oh, right. yeah. In the context, it makes it still hurts my right. ears. So I was going to say, there's <laughs> um, like take on it is still valid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll be nice to it and give it a five. Okay, yes. Lindsay, you have to clarify right. what EQ stands because it's. Like not... the it's like equalizing, so the volume okay. of the instruments versus the volume of the vocals. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Last, Last song from Jill this week is "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" by Judy Garland. Not Sound of Music, the other one. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I I had to be on my game. Same this thing. Week. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one's also about the that same exact story that I said earlier, but they're all green. Absolutely not. But I'm so <laughs> This song, her voice is just so I know she's probably pretty young in this recording as well, but it there's there's some pain in the voice. And I I think that that's pretty pretty cool to have a song that's so, you know, the the message is so bright and <clears throat> happy 
uh, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas is really the message of the song. And she's got this like depth to her voice that is just incredible. And, you know, I know that she's got a pretty rough story in regards to the, the actual filming of the Wizard of Oz was pretty rough on her. And the way that, that she was treated during that was supposedly like she was working 18 hour days and they had her on all sorts of drugs to keep her going through that. And she was very, very young. And so I, I can imagine that even at a young age, she would have all of that pain to put into that message. And maybe she just at the time just wanted to have herself a little a Merry Little Christmas. So it's 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 a great song, especially with the context of who's singing it. Well said, Lucas. I want to give this like a nine and a half, ten in in and around there. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like a nine seven five. It's not quite Little Saint Nick, but um, have yourself a merry little Christmas by Judy Garland. I did not get a date on this. Um, I thought this I was a... 43. 43? 43. Yeah, nice. correct. I thought this was an excellent version. Uh, her vocals are very soothing and refreshing to hear. The strings are very good in this. I'm not sure if I had heard this before, but it, but it, it, but if I did, at least I don't remember. I don't remember it, but um, I thought this was a very nice showing of her voice. Um, I gave this a nine and a half. It was my second favorite on your list. <clears throat> okay, have yourself a merry little Christmas, Judy Garland. <clears throat> so she's young, but not as young as you think, Lucas. She was married to Vincent Minnelli, who was a director who directed her in this. Um, movie Meet Me in St. Louis, which is where this song is from. So I'm going to guess she's in her 20s. 20s. Eliza. Yeah. That's yeah, a, I was going to say, I think she's going to be an I think her voice is beautiful, rich, with a fa- fantastic orchestra background mm-hmm. that highlights her voice. <clears throat> and she she does have a lot of pain in her life. It just wasn't from this, um, The Wizard of Oz. She just, just had a, a tragic, sad life her whole life. Yeah. Beautiful woman, though. Mm. Inside and out. Beautiful Amen. voice. Amen. If I was to rate it, I probably would give this. This is my favorite off your list. Yeah. If I was rating, this would probably be a 10. Uh, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Judy Garland. I do like the vocals on this, and I don't like them at the same time. I There's some, like, I, I, I thought she was older, the way some of the vocals sound in this. Um, it's just, I'm well, so point, even though she's like, she's an she's adult, in her 20s, but she's still, she's a young adult, but yeah, yeah, you can yeah, already yep. tell that she's, yeah, yeah, supposed to write this and down, and I forgot shit. too. I do hear a lot of Julia Child in her voice, and I think that oh. that, that might be what you're commenting on. There's, there's a shakiness in some of the in some of the vocal parts that just yeah. sound she just sounds older um that's like her signature she has that in a lot of her singing it, she did no drugs she was on i was just gonna that's say too i mean she even in the wizard of oz she sounds older than than her age in that but yeah. this one i i would have totally thought that this was something way later in her career uh, but it's not. The music is good. You always know it's her. She has a very unique voice, mm. uh, which I love. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the toughness and the things that she went through, um, you know, those have an effect on people's vocals. Um, a lot of sense, <clears throat> you know, whether they're they're singing wrong, or they're drinking and smoking, or or whatever. Still, it's a beautiful song. Give it an eight. This is my favorite on Jill's list. Um, mm. I really, really love this. Her her tone 
is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, you are all right though. There is a kind of an intense amount of vibrato in a lot of it, which was sort of the style of the time. It but was. it does it, it gets to be a lot. But what I liked about this was we're used to hearing this song from like a Michael Bublé, a Bing Crosby, like from the the tenor crooners. Yeah. And I liked hearing it, you know, from a completely different sort of crisper perspective, like the the female voice. I yeah, it, it's it's just a gorgeous song. It it is it there is a sadness to her voice that I think a couple of people pointed out, but I yeah, I really loved this version. It's a ten for me. Because Sinatra did did the version after this. Yes, and, and um, he actually changed lyrics or it, asked yeah. the original writer to change the lyrics because he said he wanted it to be to sound more joyful. Yeah, yeah. So this original version, it, it's this is how the song. This is the original, and it yep. was always intended to be more of mm, a little more of an edge, more of a yep. slow burn of a song, you know. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Clyde's Club podcast. If you're interested in being a guest or have suggestions for songs or themes, shoot us a message on Instagram or Patreon. Remember to check out part two of this episode on Thursday. If you're enjoying this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. It's the best way for us to grow and get this way of making community to as many people as possible. Huge thanks to Mark and Camille, our regular cast and creative advisors. The music for this podcast is by Jason Rivera, and the show is edited by Lindsay Barrett. We are produced by Jason Rivera, Jill Mortimer, and Lucas Kuther, and we are distributed by Anchor. Anchor.